Well, hello everybody, Dennis Gebhardt here. Welcome to Brain Smoke for 2019. Uh, this is my first little Brain Smoke episode. Uh, today I want to uh, take some time and talk to you. Uh, as you all know, or if you don't know, Brain Smoke is my personal rant. <laughs> uh, things that just make me go, huh, <laughs> in this industry. Uh, so today I want to talk about underlying pigment or undertones or remaining pigment contribution or whatever you want to call it. Now here's the thing that, that happens to people many times. When they are trained over and over and over repetitively um, in one way, and then they hear new information, sometimes it's very hard to accept that information because usually when we're in a learning environment, we are learning through what we call perception filters. Perception filters are things that affect us in the way that we learn. They might have been past experiences that we had. They might have been uh, mentors or teachers that we had. And when we hear new information, especially information that contradicts what we were taught, uh, the first thing we want to do is reject it. And so the reason I, I'm doing this kind of setup is because I think that sometimes with underlying pigment or undertones or whatever you call them, we don't really understand what those are. Most of us were taught from something like this. This is called an undertone chart, underlying pigment. And you see you have a variation of colors there going from dark to light. And they say that as hair lightens, you're gonna see these kind of different undertones in the hair, uh, blah, 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 blah. And that's what we think really happens. In reality, it doesn't because number one, these are all, all of them, no matter who makes them, are just estimations. Because truly, the way hair lightens is based directly upon the type of melanin, melanin that's in the hair, melanin that's in the hair. And so some people will lighten and they'll never show any kind of warmth at all. Other people won't, they won't lighten at all. They'll get stuck in warm tones. And we say, why does that happen? Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the pigment in the hair. <clears throat> but I think one of the things is that we were taught vertically. We were taught the dark color here at the bottom, the light color up here at the top. And so we perceive everything on a vertical basis. And the reason that we do that is because number one is the way that we were taught. And, and it's really contrary to the way color works. The level system is actually not vertical. We teach it vertically because it's a way for you to learn it, but it is not a vertical system. It's actually a horizontal system. So that means that really you can take this thing and turn it this way. And here's why I say that. I always use the example of someone with very dark level two dark hair. And I, I, get, I ask this question. If I were to apply yellow, the color yellow, to level two dark hair, would I make the hair lighter? And the answer of course would be no. But if I add yellow to darker hair, would I make the hair look lighter? And the answer is yes. And the reason for that is because when you think about the three primary colors, blue, red, and yellow, that's in order of their dominance. Blue absorbs the most amount of light, red second, 
and yellow last. So yellow does not absorb much light at all. It's basically reflective. So no matter what I put yellow in, it will always make the color more reflective. So if I added yellow to a level five brunette shade of color before I applied it to my client, yellow would not make the level five brunette yellow. It would simply make it a more soft, more light reflective looking brunette shade. If I were to add yellow to my ash shades, it would not make the ash shades yellow. It would simply make them not as flat as they would be if I used a straight ash tone. Um, that's why Italian colors, for example, most Italian or a lot of Italian colors in their background color, they add yellow green. Why do they do that? Because the green helps control some of the warm undertone that hair will contribute and the yellow helps keep it from becoming too flat so it still has a nice reflect when you're working with darker shades. So could I take a level eight, a level eight yellow and add it to a level five light brown? I could. Well, how would it possibly make the level five more reflective because the level eight can't lighten it. We're not lightening it. See, when you do it vertically, you're thinking of going from dark to light. When you do it horizontally, you're adding lightness, but it's all tonality is what you're adding. And, and think about that. Even when we talk about the level system, when hair lightens underlying pigment or undertone, what we're seeing happen is not tones being expressed. We're seeing the hair being broken down. So the lighter the hair becomes, in order to make it light or reflective, I must destruct or, or degrade the protein so that it doesn't absorb light any longer, that it's now reflecting more light than it's absorbing. So that's where we miss sometimes in formulation, formulating, because we're thinking vertically and it's what makes it hard to think about doing something horizontally now the other example that i always give is the client where you're trying to take them to a deeper shade and we end up wanting to use a level darker in order to make the shade deeper but sometimes you don't have to do that sometimes all you have to do is add more not yellow now add more blue to my color. Blue is going to absorb more light. Therefore, it's going to make my color look deeper without making it an actual level deeper. Because remember, every level of color is a different combination of dyes than the level before it. So like a level seven and a level eight, even though they're both in a straight line, because that's what everybody does, they put them in a straight line. A level eight is actually a different combination of dyes than a level seven is. So understanding how to formulate using the underlying pigment and using it based horizontally, not vertically, can make a huge difference in a lot of the finessing and the, the, the soft 
manipulation of your formulas that can give you some of the most beautiful hair color results that you've ever seen. Even in toning, it's the same principle that applies. If I use a golden toner and I set it next to a beige toner, my golden toner is going to look lighter automatically because it has more yellow in it. My beige toner doesn't have as much yellow, so it's naturally going to look deeper. So even when I tone hair, I don't have to use a level nine and a level 10 to tone. I could use a level nine beige blonde next to a level nine champagne blonde, and there still would be dimension. There would be depth and lightness, not on weight, but on tonality. So think about that. Now, if you're totally confused about what I've just shared with you, you need to come to one of my classes. You can find us at www.gurunation.net. Um, come and play in my sandbox. Uh, if you do that, I think it might change the way that you see hair color. But that's what I hope for you today. My goal would be that you stop thinking about underlying pigment vertically, think about horizontally. It'll change the way that you color hair. So until I see you again, hope I see you in one of our virtual classrooms or in one of our live programs. From my heart to yours, I'm Captain Color. I'm out.